Hello, hello, and welcome back in to the Quintessential Ministry Podcast. It has been a little bit, and I want to start by just apologizing for, um, I guess, the hiatus that we took. That wasn't on purpose, but uh, we had Curtis Parks on as a guest back in May, which was awesome. You should go back and listen to that episode if you didn't get a chance to hear it. Um, but it was just on this whole idea of pastoring through COVID and what that has looked like. He's down in Nashville, Tennessee, um, so just a bit of a different perspective. But ultimately, I think what all of us pastors are learning is that this is a moving target all the time. And so for me, what that looked like was just um, the month of June was insane. And I'm not saying that as an excuse uh, in any way, but just as a legitimate reason to why, um, unfortunately, I just did not stay on top of it with this podcast. So I apologize, and I appreciate um, those of you who did reach out and ask when the next podcast was going to be coming. That was a humbling uh, request and a humbling question, Um, but I'm excited to be back at it, Uh, and we're going to pick this thing up now that we're into July. And actually what I want to do, what I'm going to do, is what I'm calling a summer series Uh, So I'm going to do one a week for the next six weeks, I guess including this episode, it'll be seven weeks, Um, and I'm going to do that on my book, Bring It. And so um, one of the things that has been really cool and different is that this podcast is pretty customizable um, because... Well, if I'm going to be transparent, I am kind of making it up as I go uh, in some ways. I've had some awesome guests on. I guess COVID has made us all have to make things up as we go. That's probably the more correct way to say it. So um, what I envisioned at the beginning of the year for this podcast and what it has turned into, it's just different and not in a bad way. But I think if I was cranking out uh, episodes with different people, um inside my church or even from other churches and talking about the power of kids ministry and the power of serving in kids ministry and the power of um, just so many different things, the power of working in the media team or whatever the case may be. If I was doing that as if we were all meeting in church every week and serving, like our church, I'll just speak for my church, Erie First Assembly has resumed services, but we have not resumed the kids portion. So for me to crank out an episode with our kids pastor talking about serving in kids, it just wouldn't, it's not the right time. And that was part of what I originally envisioned for this was just giving thought process and and ideas on why serving is important or what serving in different areas of a church look like. And I think we'll definitely get there when we get to the other side of this and we return to normal. Um, I will absolutely pick up that ball where I intended and we will... um, You know, we'll share some of those episodes and have some of those guests on. But what I want to do and what I'm going to do for the rest of this summer is share with you the the book I wrote. Uh, I guess it came out in 2017. So uh, what I want to do today is just give you a little background on it. And then next Monday, the first episode will come out and we're going to kind of just, I'm going to talk through each chapter, some of the different things I learned in writing it and some of the different things I've learned since writing it. Um, but anyways, in, uh, 2014, I ended up in ministry and, um, that was really, if you haven't heard the story, it was a part-time job. It was, uh, 
something I was doing on the side 10 hours a week or whatever it was. And um, it snowballed really quick. It was very clear very early that this was God's call on my life and what he wanted me to do. And so um, what that ended up looking like in 2015, I wrote and released my first book. I think early on, I was just so passionate and hungry to do things to advance the name of Jesus and to advance what I knew about Jesus and what I what I believed and I was just so I was learning so much so fast and so I wrote a book called Yield Your Dreams Your Love Your Life and it's uh, still available on Amazon um it's a short read but it really was just um a bunch of verses that rang in my head um every single not every single day but just each just throughout my 20s I wrote that book as I was turning 30 years old it was kind of a way to look back on my 20s um blissfully and um yeah so anyways that was the premise of that book and every chapter was based on a verse and so um I don't want to say it was easy but it was just kind of like here's your topic right six pages about it or whatever. And and these were all, uh, to give you a little background on me, these were all just like self, um, self-given self goals and desires. I'm a very, I'm a project person. If I don't have projects, I give myself projects. Um, my friend used to raise border collies and he said, if you don't give them jobs, they make jobs for themselves. And he said, I've done a poor job giving my border collies tasks. And so the one has given itself a job. Every time a car pulls in the driveway, it runs around the barn, does a lap around the barn. And there was literally a dirt road, a dirt path that this border collie had, uh, had left, um, around the barn because it would do, eventually it became two laps and three laps. And, um, border collies are a pretty neurotic animal. But anyways, maybe I'm the same way because if I don't have projects, if I don't have things to do, I absolutely give myself things to do. And so I gave myself the task of writing this book. It was an awesome and fun challenge. I learned so much through doing it. Self-published it on Amazon. Like I said, it's called Yield Your Dreams, Your Love, Your Life. And every single chapter was based on a verse. But when I got to the end of that uh, process, um, and I write about this in my second book, which is called Bring It, I felt like God spoke to me and told me that my second book was going to be based just on one verse, which is uh, was kind of a weird feeling because I had just released the first book, and I didn't even know if it was a real book. I just felt like doing it. Um, but he made it very clear that I needed to write on the verse Psalm 138.8, The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Forsake not the work of your hands, or surely the Lord will vindicate me. I've read that verse in so many different translations, I get them a little bit confused. But ultimately, the takeaway was that um, God had much more learning for me to do, and obviously he still has more learning for me to do. So this book, Bring It, the subtitle is Finding Your Confidence in the One Who Created Confidence. And I think um, looking back over the last five years of my life, I have come to realize that that sums up so clearly um, what the path of just absolute passionate pursuit of Christ looks like. I have um, I have found myself in situations. I regularly find myself in situations where I just know 
um, that I am not going to be able to make it. I'm not going to be able to have the right answers or figure out the right things without Jesus Christ as my guide, without um, God giving me wisdom, without the Holy Spirit working in me. And so what I intend to do over the next six weeks um, is I just want to walk you through each chapter um, from the book Bring It. Again, you can find that one on Amazon if you're interested. Um, It's also a quick read, but um, I'm still just so proud of that book. That book was really like um, so many things that I learned uh, after I wrote Yield. I was very green when I wrote Yield, and I'm still pretty green, but um, when I wrote Bring It, that was just very concise, and this is who I am, what I believe, what I stand for, um, and I'm, I'm still just amped by that book and that project. So anyways, uh, over the next six weeks, the rest of the summer, I am going to take uh, one take one sitting to just kind of go through a chapter each week and kind of guide you through maybe what I was learning, what I was going through, just different things. And my hope in doing this isn't to sell more books or uh, talk about myself or anything like that, but my hope really is to just point to what it looks like, um, what it looks like to just pursue Jesus and to trust him and to end up on the other side of struggles and trials um, with a confidence that comes from the one who created confidence. Jesus Christ created confidence. And we strive so much in our lives at times to find confidence. But when we we rest in him, then automatically we will have confidence as a byproduct. So anyways, that is, uh, is my plan. And so I hope that you will follow along and I hope that it blesses you. Um, I know originally I was doing these every other week, but like I said, I'm going to shoot to do one of these every single Monday. I'll push it out. Um, really just in a hope to add value to your life and bless you and speak to you, um, throughout this summer. Um, it goes without saying this year has been particularly crazy. I think it is somewhat, ironic that we regularly talked about how crazy life was prior to 2020 and how busy life was prior to 2020 and how um, just full our calendars were and everything else. And now I feel like we've all been given a, a dose of like, I guess I'd say real craziness like this. It's crazy out there right now. Um, maybe it's less busy but it's definitely more crazy. And so, um, yeah, it's just a lot to sift through and a lot to work through. But um, I'll leave you with this. I, I had the chance today to preach at uh, Erie First Assembly where I'm uh, the worship and discipleship pastor. And um, we actually had outdoor church, so it was 85 degrees, beautiful weather, but scorching sun. Um, and I preached from 1 Peter chapter 1. And... Um, if you haven't heard it or if you don't follow Erie First Assembly, go jump on their website and subscribe to their podcast as well because then you'll get sermons and you'll get great contact and content uh, right to your phone or wherever you listen to this. But um, anyways, the, the premise of the message, I just took First Peter 1, 13 through 21. And as I was reading through this, I was actually reading through it 
preparing for a staff devotional that I was going to lead back in May, and God just jumped a few things out at me. And I'm going to share those with you now, um, maybe in a more uh, simplified way than what I did this morning for the sermon. But um, these three points really just stuck out at me and really jumped out at me. Um, And I think that they have that chance to position us to live differently in these crazy times. And that's really what I preached this morning. So point number one in uh, 1 Peter 1.13, it says, Set your hope on the grace brought to you, the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. I think when we understand that at the, the revealing of Jesus Christ, we will live um, inside a grace. We live inside this infinite grace right now, but we will live in, in grace and we will understand the depths of that grace in, in ways we can't fathom on this side of eternity when Jesus Christ is revealed. And if that doesn't give you hope, man, it should. And we need to talk if it doesn't. So please reach out to me. We are to, as First Peter chapter 1 tells us, set our hope on the grace brought to us by Jesus Christ, by the grace brought when Jesus Christ is to be revealed. Excuse me. And then the second thing, if you read down in 14, 15, 16, it says uh, that we need to focus on holiness and be holy just as Christ is holy, which obviously, um, wow, what an understatement or what a simplified way to, to present that, quote unquote, be holy, like it's just that easy, right? Um, but I think what's amazing is Peter wrote these words to us, and Peter is most well known for walking on water, but taking his eyes off Jesus um, and then sinking, And then he's also well known for uh, denying that he even knows who Jesus Christ is, right? And so I think that for Peter to have set those circumstances right with God and then to look at us, to write to Christians, followers of the way, as it was called back then, and say, be holy just as Christ is holy. I think what is so amazing about that is that it's really this reminder that our works aren't ever enough to make us holy. Our works are absolutely, Christ is worth the work. He's worth our best effort. He's worth striving for holiness. But ultimately, we know we will, we will fall short regularly. Peter proves that, right? Peter walked with Jesus every day, and yet he failed uh, multiple times, right? He failed regularly. But what several places throughout the New Testament teach us is that we are made holy through what Jesus Christ has done. So it's really this twofold answer of strive with everything we have, but then when we fall short, as we know that we will, trust and believe that Jesus Christ has made us holy and live in that holiness, live in the holiness of who Jesus Christ is and of what he has done to make us holy. Um, And then lastly, the third thing, verse 21, wraps up by saying that we have all of these things. We We live in this grace and this hope. We can set our hope on this grace, and we can live as if we are holy, 
all because of our faith and our hope in God. Verse 21 tells us to, to just cling to that faith and hope that we have in God. And so, more than anything, as we continue to just find our way through, I mean, the word stands, unprecedented times, and things that are just... Uh, things that none of us saw coming, things that are just and things that are unjust, um, I think what we need to do is cling to these three things. As followers of Christ, we need to cling to our faith and hope in God, that He is who He says He is, that He's done what He says He has done, and that He will do what He says He will do. Um, and when we cling to that, things can look different. In fact, if you jump over to 1 Peter Chapter 2, verse 11, it tells you, uh, it gives us guidance on how to live differently in a pagan society. That's the heading in my Bible, living godly lives in a pagan society. And ultimately it says that when we live differently in a pagan society, when we live in such a way as modeled for us in 1 Peter chapter 1, we actually put unbelievers on notice. They notice how different our lives are and it it causes them to pause. It causes them to consider who are we? What are what hope is it that we live in? And the message translation says we will position them to re, we will p- position ourselves to refute their prejudices. Refute their prejudices. We have the opportunity to live so differently, so counterculturally, so far from taking offense at every whim, so far from getting sucked into every social media uh, disaster that we actually refute their prejudices about Christians and cause them to ask, why do you live different? How do you live different? And ultimately, how can I live different? And when we do that, All bets are off, and we have the opportunity to bring people to Jesus Christ, to introduce them to Jesus Christ. We have the opportunity to to not be a stumbling block in their relationship with Christ, but to open the door for them and to introduce them to the person of Jesus Christ. So that is my encouragement to you today. If you want to hear that whole message, like I said, you can go to eeriefirst.org, and you can look that up, or it's it's on their Facebook or anywhere else. But um, ultimately... I appreciate your patience with me. As uh, as I said, it's been a little bit since we've done this. And I look forward to the next six weeks sharing, um, just sharing my book with you. Sharing Bring It, Finding Your Confidence in the One Who Created Confidence. And um, hopefully it's just what you need, just when you need it. And it's a blessing to you. I know for me, um, it really changed my faith walk writing it. And then since then, um, the small group that I currently lead, the first time we ever got together, we went through that book. I felt like it was a good way for all of us to get to know me. I didn't know anybody in the group, and I thought, this will we'll get to know each other real quick uh, if we go through this book. And it was. It was some powerful conversations, and it really, um, really opened things up. So I'm hopeful for that. I'll probably even have um, my wife jump in on a few of those because she is... Um, She's my secret weapon, and uh, she has 
contributed to so much of what I've learned and we've really been on this journey together over the last few years. So anyways, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to the Quintessential Ministry Podcast. The best absolutely is yet to come. And um, we're going to do this for the next six weeks. And I'm really hopeful by fall, we'll get back to some quote unquote regularly scheduled programming. Uh, But until then, I really am excited about this content and uh, some of the topics that we'll cover uh, as we as we look through this book and see what God has for us. So have an awesome and blessed week. I appreciate you. And we will talk to you next time. I was wondering if you found me.